In my eyes, it's an at-large team. 24-7 and seven overall, 18-5 and five in the MIAA. Just another outstanding season. Obviously, didn't end the way we wanted it. There's only one happy team end of the year, like we always talk about. The Griffins in the MIAA Tournament Quarterfinals after earning the number three seed in a, I'll say it, an elite MIAA. Griffins taking on a very capable Fort Hayes State team at the sixth. Hayes gets up by as many as 20, able to fend off a furious Griffin rally. 71-62, Hayes wins it on a late game on Friday night. Um, uh, Coach Candy Whitaker, thanks for coming up. I know there were a number of things to point to as to why that game uh, went awry. Uh, a big run by Hayes to end the second quarter. Two of 18 from three, some missed free throws as well. Connie Clark had a terrific game to end her year. 23 points, 14 rebounds. Bree Budgets coming up big late with 15 total points. But uh, Coach Wacker, who did postgame with me Friday, you know, talked about maybe a frustration in terms of lack of discipline, intensity, effort in that second quarter. Um, just your initial thoughts on that loss Friday. Um, I, I haven't watched it um, back. I haven't done sure. that to myself yet. Um, I will. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't like our vibe. I mean, hmm. I just thought we had a really bad um, second quarter. I thought our first quarter was, was fine great. offensively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't think we were great defensively to start the game. Hmm. Um, you know, just too many. Um, easy baskets, just taking us to the rim, um, you know, giving up offensive rebounds. Um, and then the second quarter, I, I think when Connie went out, I mean, I have mm. to go back and look exactly, but Connie was making every play for us on both ends. Um, I thought she was in a mode of trying to will her team to win oh, and, yeah. and really playing hard. And I just didn't think we had enough follow her um, and join her. Um, you know, as, as a group. And when she went out, um, there was, you know, a, a real lack of toughness at times. Mm. And, um, you know, and it got away from us a bit. And um, But proud we rallied back and fought, you know, that could have gone the other direction. Um, you know, and, and, and thought we had some individuals play hard and, and do well, mm -hmm. but um, as a unit, Jen just didn't think we had it. Yeah, Missouri Western was down 30-23 to 23 at the media break of the second quarter. Hayes goes up 42-26 at the half, up by 50-30, uh, to 30, and then it's 56-46. Uh, Griffins end the third quarter on a 12-2 run, 10-point game at that point. Griffins back in it, but... Uh, Fourth quarter, Hayes gets up 15. Then you guys go on a scoring drought. You cut it to nine, just came up too little too late. I guess in the fourth quarter, what were you seeing there? Because there was about a three- or four-minute stretch where baskets were kind of hard to come by. Yeah, we just didn't shoot the ball well. Mm. I mean, I thought we had some open looks. Mm -hmm. um, and from people that we want to shoot it, mm. um, you know, had some layups, missed some and ones that we should have completed. We weren't fouled hard enough not to, I thought, to finish some of them. Mm. Not good from the line. I mean, just not a, not a great shooting day for us. And – um, and then, and then I just didn't think we had enough courage. I mean, mm. I thought, um, we had some people that were open that didn't let it fly. And at that point you have to, you gotta have enough courage to, um, to dig yourself out and make plays and, um, and just didn't see that from enough people. Yeah. Cleo Murray was one who made her first career start Friday. You know, she let it fly. They didn't go in. She was oh of six, but she was one where she caught it. She'd shoot it. Uh, so the effort was there. The looks were there. Johnny Gonzalez had a couple looks. She went oh of two from three Griffin's two of 18 from long range. 14 of 23 at the free throw line. It helped that Hayes missed nine free throws themselves, but Hayes was doing that with a double-digit lead. The Griffins trying to come back, missing a few free throws, and Hayes wins 71-62 to 62, uh, in the MIAA tournament quarters. And Hayes is no joke. They took Central Missouri to a, I mean, that was a very, very close overtime game in semis that Central Missouri ended up winning. So Hayes and Missouri Western, despite having two of the toughest schedules in the nation, despite having 20 wins or more, their season comes to an end. Well, uh, you know, it was kind of a, it was a double-edged sword in 
recapping the season with Coach Wacker, and I said it you know, early in the show, so much good that happened this year. Third in the league, regardless, is so good. 18 conference wins. You tie the number of wins from last year. Sixth toughest schedule in the nation. That's according to the Massey ratings. Huh. 18 conference wins. Huh, that's interesting. You guys weren't selected. Now, I said this too. I won't take away for anything the Central Region did. I thought this region was outstanding. This conference was good. And Coach Wacker said it. You know, maybe there were a handful of opportunities here, there. You could have punched your ticket and that. But no, lo every loss was quality. Every loss, every loss was close. And every loss was to a team that won 20 or more games. Does Division Two need to rethink how they uh, stack their tournament? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I you know, like it's no, no brainer. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you know Fort Hayes should be in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should have six teams in this year. And if we are going to preach um, student-athlete experience, I mean, what in the world are you doing if you're not allowing kids to have the experience of a postseason when they deserve it um, and they earn it? And we are better – I mean, you know, you four, five, six of our league, and we finished third, third, fourth, fifth, sixth of our league this year is going to go win a lot of leagues across the country. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're not getting the best teams – into your national tournament. You're not. Um, so until um, the NCAA wants to care more about the Division II experience and the Division II athlete, you're going to continue to um, to sell these kids short on what, what their experience should be. I mean, how much more money could it cost? I, kn right. I know it all comes down to money. But, travel, yeah. Um, it's gotta, it's gotta, they've got to look at it. Last year we should have had seven teams in. UCO was so good at yeah. a seven seed. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, we got left out this year. It's really unfortunate that yeah. you can finish third in a league that prides themselves on being the best league in the country, that we can challenge ourselves to the strength of schedule that we had, um, that we can win, you know, 24 games and um, beat the top two teams in our league where yeah. um, the other um, teams – well, one of the other teams that got in in our conference didn't beat one of the top two teams in Pitt, this league. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yet they um, beat us to the punch. So um, someone had to get left out. It was us. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, we also look at what we can control. And my goodness, we should have won one more game. And we had um, a rebound to probably secure that. And we did not do yeah. that. So mm -hmm. we do take responsibility um, for not getting in. But I think that the NCAA – no question needs to look at, at, at what they're doing and evolving um, as athletics has evolved. We also need to evolve and um, and do what's right by student athletes. Do you think and coaches? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Candy Whitaker joining us. Well, uh, the, Division Two is is stacked with people, players, coaches, people that have Division One experience and maybe part of really good Division One teams that they see how D one does it. How does does this change when enough of people like you with D1 experience just or just any experience speak up and say, hey, we had a good season, we were left out, what gives, let's take a look at this. Can this change in the near-term future at all? I mean, I don't know. I think that obviously it's up to presidents yeah. um, ultimately and um, them valuing that experience yeah. for their students. Um, you know, but I think it's something that we have to be loud about and we yeah. have to fight for um, if we're going to, you know, fight for – 
um, our athletes and we fight for them in every way yep. um, and give, giving them, you know, opportunities. This is a big one of them that Absolutely. we need to go after. Well, just a couple more things for you as we got about five minutes left. Uh, you mentioned last week that uh, perhaps, you know, strength of schedule, which you would think it's a good thing, and it is in terms of experience and preparing your team for what they might see in the postseason. But at the same time, Central Missouri was awarded for scheduling a uh, cupcake of a non-conference schedule, playing NAIs and such. They only played like three non-con games total. You guys are playing Augie, Duluth, Lubbock yeah. Christian, winning some of those games. But yet, you know, some of those go down in, as regional losses. Does this season make you at least look at how you schedule non-con? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel somewhat responsible that oh. <laughs> maybe I've put my team in this situation to not get in. I mean, I, you know, you can look at it as like I gave them opportunity to come yeah. up with some wins. But you know, maybe early on we weren't quite ready um, for a Duluth, you know. Um, yeah. Of course, that came down to them getting hot in one quarter. But, you know, I, you know, who knows? I talked yeah. to a lot of coaches at the conference tournament that have been um, in D2 basketball a lot longer than I have, and I'm not sure they understand it any more than I do. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think the other piece is Central Missouri got rewarded um, – you know, early on as far as getting ranked. I mean, they they played three non-conference games and they were immediately ranked very, very high. We yeah. came off an Elite Eight and I think we started ranked 20th. I mean, I didn't understand the disrespect right off the bat. And then once we lost to Duluth, it was like we were out and there was no more ranking for us. We nope. were not going to be included. Um, we beat, you know, UCM and that was five at the time and, and can't even get a sniff at 25. So it just kind of set the stage for um, how much we had to get done mm. in order to not leave it up to a committee. Yeah. Um, but we left it up to the committee. Um, yeah. And that's um, the lesson that we should learn. And, and I will um, continue to try to under, understand scheduling and um, and do the best job I can to put us in a great light. Well, and I said it throughout the year. I think you guys and Hayes had the toughest non-con schedule. The Massey ratings reflect that. Their schedule was third toughest in the nation, and they too took some tough, good, close right. losses, and it cost them, uh, unfortunately, for them as well. But uh, let's end on a positive note here in our last few minutes. 15 players are set to come back. Your whole starting lineup Three twenty win seasons in four years. So much good. Uh, the undefeated win over Central Missouri will be a Mount Rushmore memory in my time here, however long that is. Jamie Jackson will be eligible. I know she yeah. – expectations yeah. for her are sky You just high. made me feel better. You just made me feel oh, better well, when you were my I could ja do that. Jamie yeah. Jackson's on her way. Um, yes. Now, we've had a lot of great things happen, mm -hmm. and we have a lot to be proud of, and we are so proud. I mean, I feel like I'm negative Nancy up here, but <laughs> – I am so proud of our players and how hard they've worked and the, the seasons they've put together. Um, and we have a lot of talent coming back. Mm. We'll have meetings the next week and, um, and make sure we're all on the same page. Um, but excited um, for what we have returning. Exciting for Jamie Jackson yeah. um, to get here. Excited for our two signees who are still complete, um, competing yes. for state championships um, to join us. and. Um, and have a great offseason. We didn't have a, much of one last year as far as getting our, our kids better and getting some skill work done, so we'll utilize our time here in the spring to, to get better. That was kind of a nice pick-me-up for me. I got to go watch Kelsey Johnson, a Western signee, and Benton win yet another district title. They're uh, competing in sectionals Tuesday night, so uh, uh, that'll be exciting to see how they try to get to their third Final Four. And um, yeah, Jaden Champ, another player I had to sit out this year. She'll be back with injuries, so lots to look forward to, and uh, I think you have a little bit of a right to be negative. I mean, that's a tough, <laughs> that's a tough deal after a 
another great season, but you remember the good. You build on it. 321-plus win seasons in the last four years. I think this program's on solid footing. And I said this to Coach Wacker, but uh, Coach Candy Whitaker, I had so much fun with you guys, home and away, win or lose. And I think you did this community and university proud again. And thanks for letting me be alongside for it. Absolutely. And we sure appreciate our fans and the support and our administration. And, um, you know, and Andy's done a great job as our new AD mm. and, um, and you know, and President Kennedy is at our games and texts me and, and the support from her has been um, tremendous as well. And I mean, it takes everyone. I mean, yep. it takes everyone from, you know, your community to administration and players and parents uh, um, to have a great experience and to have a winning experience. Coach, congratulations. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate it.